You're listening to the Country Chat Podcast with your host, Dom. Subscribe, give a five-star rating, and follow us on Twitter at country underscore chat. And stay up to date. Hi there, you listen to the Country Chat Podcast with me, Dom. I'm here today in the UK, and I'm travelling down south, I'm travelling down to London, and I'm speaking with this amazing, amazing artist. The name's Brooke Law. Hiya, Brooke. Hello. How are you doing? How are you? I'm I'm good. Yeah, how are you? I'm good. How was the journey? <laughs> well, we're talking now on a Sunday, and people should know by now that I work a million and one jobs. And to actually get to, time to sit down and actually have a chat with artists and people like yourself, it is... It's somewhat difficult at times, so it's really nice to actually have a sit down and chat with you. I'm really excited about this. Well, I'm I'm excited to tell you all about me. <laughs> how's How's your Sunday been? What have you been up to? It, um, what have I been up to? I well, last night I had a um a gig in which is cool in in a really cool pub in West Hampstead, and I sang lots of like covers. It was like a function kind of gig. Yep. And honestly, like the place was rammed. We brought a whole crowd in. It was really, really good. Felt very proud. But more proud because I, the, like the day before, I work in a nursery school and I caught a tummy bug. <gasps> and like, I've been like, uh, honestly, it really took it out of me. So I thought I, uh, I was quite impressed that I was able to do this gig. What's it like then? I mean... And I know we're getting to a point now where we're getting towards winter and it's getting cold and everything's kind of making us ill. I've just had I've just come off tonsillitis and I can now actually start talking again properly. It's like, yes, finally. And for like yourself, you know, you've just had a tummy bug and you go to do a gig. What's like the first thoughts that go through your head when you're walking into the into the club and you're thinking, Okay, then I'm about to sing. What's what's your first kind of like thought? <laughs> well, I was just got my belly hurt, and it was kind of like <laughs> you know, <it> was rumbling. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't really want to. Should I? Should I? Should I try a drink? Maybe that will be some good medicine. Um, should I? Yeah, I don't know. Just start to get through it, but it was fine. I actually, honestly, think it probably helped. But that was a big. That was actually a tangent, wasn't it? Because I was just saying, like today. I basically was planning to just kind of relax and have that kind of Sunday, you know, where you just, I'm back, I'm with my family today and we are going to have like Sunday dinner. <gasps> Go on. What's your Sunday dinner of choice? What's your, what's your favorite kind of like meal? Um, so today, oh, we're actually having my favorite. We're having salt beef. Oh no. Ooh, that sounds so yeah, good. My, dad, my dad's, my dad's cooked it in a, in a bit, the big, big he's gotten into it it's like one of his new things he gets he suddenly goes through phases like he got a bread maker and was making bread all the time and then he suddenly has gotten into salt beef and he gets this massive thing of beef and honestly he cooks it and then it shrinks and it's like suddenly looks like it's just for one person <laughs> oh, after it should have been for 16 <laughs> oh, wow. it looks great it's like yeah i have chopped a little bit of the end and um it's really it's really nice and salty Okay, so it looks great. How does it how does it normally taste? Like really salty and juicy and yeah. 
my mouth yeah. is really watering right now. <laughs> now everyone's going to be hungry. Yeah, it was really good. Salty. What do you have? I think salt is just the best thing. What do you have with your salt, Dave? Oh, yeah. So that, I was just talking about, oh, so we're actually having um, cauliflower cheese, but <gasps> cauliflower and cauliflower and broccoli cheese. Oh, oh I'm just going to run upstairs because uh, half of my granddad's coming in. <laughs> Um, uh, <laughs> cauliflower cheese. I'm just doing a, an interview with Country Radio. <laughs> this is a good, good part of the station, isn't it? Um, yeah, and potatoes, and I think garlic bread. Ooh, ooh, garlic bread. What garlic bread on a Sunday dinner? No, I know that's a bit random. It's just you know because it kind of it's in the fridge and needs to be eaten. It's that kind of thing. <laughs> I mean. Garlic bread goes with everything. It really does. Exactly. I was wondering why you questioned that. I, I just never had garlic bread with the Sunday dinner. I mean, I'm, I'm, I really fancy garlic bread now. I really fancy <laughs> garlic bread. Because um, one of my other jobs um, that I do is I work at a, a worldwide pizza chain that's based there in the UK as well. And I'm not going to name names. People should know who I work for by now. But I'm not going to name names and... I have garlic bread all the time. I have their special like garlic bread pizza things. And they're so amazing. And even when I go to the shop and buy like, you know, the baguettes or if we do it ourselves, it's still one of the best kind of breads that you can have, particularly when you sprinkle like cheese on the top and mm, I love garlic bread. I love food. I know. It's yeah, it's a great thing in life, isn't it? <laughs> when it comes to family time then what is family time to you you know when you if you used to break it down into a a phrase or a kind of a feeling for you what is family time um i think just like loudness you know just like noise like everyone's arguing <laughs> um everyone's just got their own character even like yeah i think that is it you know like you, you we've all got your ways because like it's what you do and you do the same thing but really like each like because you're all you're all family you really are like your your character really comes out so each person everyone's got their own character even in yeah no like so it just really pops out and like yeah just yeah I don't know if that makes sense <laughs> but I, obviously like I'm probably like the emotional crier one so and my mum's like the nice caring listening mum you know like she'll so she's like I get to talk to her when I'm with her my dad is like moody shouting like funny mm. blunt you know and then my sister's like the clever chatterbox you know <laughs> so and then my brother comes around and he's so cute and quiet and you know I just what Try and get try and get him to talk a bit louder because we're all so loud. <laughs> you mentioned that you're the crier one, and we'll call it in the general <laughs> that term. Makes it sound we'll, so weak, doesn't it? We'll call it well emotional. We'll call it because it's, it's if you can show emotions, you're strong. Yep. What's it like when you go for a drink? Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, okay. So I will. I guess I'm not just a wreck I don't just cry all the time no I'm, I'm like a passionate person you know yes so I have like really hard feelings and then just you know I feel strongly about something thing is I generally my mom is my best friend well so I I get to tell her I have, I have to open up every time I see her you you was worried a second then about seeming weak and 
I don't think that's weak at all. I mean, for somebody it's strong, to, isn't it? It's it's like the ultimate strength. You know, the for somebody to be able to express their emotions how they want to express it is it's, it's character defining. You know, for those that you know kind of hold it in and try and remain strong. You know, I've I've done this in the past where you know it's like I need to I need to remain strong for everybody and it eats at you. You know, if, it takes a strength to just be open and be honest and. Yeah, it's it's strength, not weakness. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's true. When it comes to expressing emotions, then, I mean, I I, I love the way that you come across singing and songwriting and performing. Boys, tell oh. me about boys. Um. I'm still learning. <laughs> um, I mean, the so- the song "Boys" itself is oh, right. that's funny, isn't it? <laughs> I do have to tell you that is that was for a pit. Um, so as a songwriter, I do write other like songs for others as well. And Universal had a like a a brief where they were doing songs for like a catwalk, and it was all all so like it's a whole album of female artists or write female writers in the industry. And the song had to be like geared towards like pop kind of, you know, like fashion thing. Yeah. Very upbeat and very. Yeah. Face. So we were like, let's go for it. Let's write a, like a guy, a boy hate song. Yeah. <laughs> it is brilliant. Cause it's a female album. So yeah. It really is brilliant. It's, it's a great song. And you can you can see the contrast between boys. The reason why I picked up boys as opposed to the other two songs I'm going to be talking about throughout the rest of the show is because it is just so other side of the field to what you normally sing and what you normally bring out because it's just, I don't know, there's something about it that's really, really fun and catchy, even though it's slagging, slagging men off. It, it, you know, it, it, it's needed. But it's still well, a, a great song. You know, there's that song. It is a great song, but it's not really fair. You know, a little bit of Erica in my life. Yeah. A little bit of... Yeah. So we were like, well, we kind of need one with guys' names. A song like that, you know. Um, yeah. If that makes sense. <laughs> but we did have to obviously try out different guys' names to see what sung best. Like, <laughs> how, long, how long did it take then to go through all the guys' names and try and marry them up and rhyme them and get them to flow? <laughs> It wasn't. It wasn't that long, to be honest. Because, like, I mean, there's a lot of common guys' names, isn't it? Really? Are you glad your name's not in the song? I am. I'm really glad. <laughs> Although my name's, as much as everybody seems to be called Dom nowadays, I don't see that many people referring to Dom, you know, in songs or anything like that. And it's like yeah. when, when you go to the seaside. And you go to get like a, say, a bottle opener or a, a pen or something that has people's names on it. And you've got the big like carousel things that you turn and it's got all the different names for like a million and one different people. I can never find my name. Mm. It's so frustrating. Yeah, that's, you should you should write about that. I should. I, I need to write a strongly worded letter. Yeah. Where's my name? <laughs> Where's my name? That's a song. That's right? a good song title. Yeah, I'll, I'll start it off and I'll I'll send you the first verse. <laughs> That's it. We've started you know, a bit of a co-write going on here. Now your <laughs> newest song, Millionaires. 
Where's my name? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your newest song, Millionaires. Like, how catchy, how amazing is Millionaires? Like, what was the what was the kind of catalyst that kind of made you sit down and come up with such a great song? Um, it was that line, this time next year, we'll be millionaires. That started the whole song. Really? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I um, had just started like music school and we had co-writing classes and I was, I was put in partners with, a boy that was in my class. I'm saying boy. I mean, I wasn't that young. I was, <laughs> I was six, 17. It was like uni. Um, and anyway, he ended up being my first boyfriend <gasps> and wrote this song together. Oh. Yeah. So uh, we've I've had it for a while and been, yeah, it's like my baby, this song. <laughs> Do you still talk to him? <laughs> we are, yeah, we're still friends. And we still write together. That's Over nice. like we do, we do the virtual rights and stuff. That's nice. I mean, normally whenever you lose your first partner, it kind of goes into like some fiery storm of badness because something's gone wrong. So it's nice that yeah. you're still connecting. Yeah, it's yeah. It would have been really hard not to because we were best friends as well, and we just write so well together. This song's great, isn't it? <laughs> How long, so you say that you've had it for a few years now. How long did it take to actually initially write Millionaires? Oh, I mean, about an hour, I think. Really? Although I think I think we probably had like half an hour in the in the class to like start off this song, and we were basically I think we just got chatting and we we're probably flirting, you know, like you do in class, and then we would have met up outside gone to the park or something and then we would have finished the song but yeah it would have taken an hour and then he came to my house um like when my parents house and we were sitting on the trampoline and we performed the song that we'd written to my mum and she filmed it so i've still got this recording of us like we first met on the trampoline oh please please publish that please send it it is it is on YouTube, I think. I I'm don't know if to... I've unlinked it or not, but um I'm gonna have to dig this out. Yeah. This is gonna be amazing. It's really cute, yeah. You can hear the birds and stuff. So in terms of becoming a millionaire. <laughs> exactly. I hope this song really makes me a millionaire. <laughs> now I've been having a quick flick through like your Spotify and some of the stats that Spotify likes to give us. And it seems that you are seriously performing well in Australia. Yeah, does that show that for you then? How can you see that? It does, because I'm just amazing and I had nowhere to find information. <laughs> I, can get, yeah, I, can get, I can give you the figures I can see if you want. I mean, in Brisbane... Have you got, have you got any connections in Australia then? Because I'd love to go and perform there. I wish. Um... My, I've got friends that have lived in Australia. I've got friends over in Australia. I can send a couple of messages if you want. <laughs> but yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it, it, it's fascinating. I mean, I think it was Brisbane, uh, Melbourne, and somewhere else. You're getting hundreds and hundreds of monthly streams. Yeah, it's really cool. What is it like then? Oh, here we go. I've got it now. Brisbane, Sydney, 
this this is kind of like top list at the moment. It's Brisbane, uh, Brisbane, Sydney, London, Melbourne, and Sao Paulo in Brazil. <laughs> what what yeah. what what goes through your head when you kind of? I mean, I can imagine you're on your Spotify for artists quite a lot, seeing where the kind of figures are, who's listening where, and what kind of stats you get. What's it like when you see that you've got these listeners in these? faraway locations it's not like it's across the pond and you know in parts of say you know northern america or it's you know in europe or wherever it's like opposite ends of the world yeah i mean yeah it's really cool isn't it the world's just only big it's, it's mad exactly it does show how you know as big as the world is it is it does show how small it can be and how quickly yeah. talent travels yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, totally. It's amazing how you can just like, why, why don't I just put out more songs and I can get it? Yeah, I know. It's really cool, isn't it? Now on your Spotify as well, I'm looking at your about the thing that was published It's either by yourself or by Jerry, you know, your publicist who is absolutely amazing by the way. I've been chatting with her today and she's just so down to earth. Yeah. She's really nice. It mentions here that you describe your persona and your sound as fun, driven, empowering, caring, and above all, gutsy. <laughs> gutsy, I love that word. It's never used enough. I know, yeah. Have you heard that word then? <laughs> of course. Who hasn't? <laughs> oh, I did not. I thought I made that up. <laughs> really? Oh, my voice went really high then. Really? I thought me and my mum made that up together. Oh, gutsy! It's it's very like punchy. It's very, it gets you. <laughs> maybe she, maybe she she said it, and then I was like, "That's it!" And I thought it was a new word. <laughs> and then I well, go with it. it. Your mum is just some literal <laughs> literacy genius. Oh, I have to tell you though, she really is. Like I I just ask her I even when I was like younger my friends would always ask my mum questions I would look at them like oh, that weird really <laughs> why are you asking mum that but honestly I think my mum just knows everything it's really weird it's it just shows that mum's know best yeah mums are so reassuring aren't they in, in all the time so when it comes because the, the other thing that's in your kind of profile thing here as well is the fact that you have grown up in an environment that encouraged freedom of expression and it's from the bedrock of family unity through diversity strength and positive action that inspires Brooke to express her own values that is yeah, family that is what you want in a family you know those that support you through thick and thin those that kind of put you on that pedestal and give you the limelight yeah well, generally, my um my whole background is very mixed, and they're just you know it's just all about we just be yourself and accept everyone and you know just love and be like everyone you know. <laughs> love is love. Every, everyone's important and got something to say. Exactly. Exactly. And we're all here for a reason, and everyone wants to you know like everyone wants to wants to be on this earth for a reason. When it comes to performing, then let's let's go into like the family side, and let's picture you as a young kid, and you're performing, say, in the living room or 
as you mentioned earlier, you know, when you're 16, 17, jumping on a trampoline with your friend slash boyfriend slash ex-partner slash songwriter slash accomplice. When, what is like your furthest memory of actually singing in front of your family and then in front of friends? Like what's the earliest thing that you can remember? Um, um, well, I, um, <laughs> in nursery school, I sat like in the circle time, I'd be like, it's my, I get my turn and then I'd choose the ladybird song and I'd sit in the middle of the circle and I'd sing little ladybird. Anyway, some opera. I sing a nursery rhyme in opera. I don't know how I obviously gathered opera at three years old, but yeah, I was, um, a bit of a, yeah, I was a bit. Shy. I did like once I got a bit older, I realised you know people, people are, not everyone's very nice and they judge and they talk about you and stuff. So I did. I got my first like part in a sh- in a, like a theatre show, and um, I remember I ended up cutting all my scenes because I was so nervous, and I had to take my mum gave me rescue remedy the night before. Um, and then I realised I had to write songs, and. I wanted to do music. <laughs> so I wrote my first song called 307 of my local bus. Really? Yeah, should I sing it to you? Go on. <laughs> Where is my 307? It's already past 11 and I'm stranded on a road that's far from home. Far from home. Far from home. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah. And why isn't that cut yet? Why haven't you got that as a album header? See, I was I've only started talking about this song recently because people kept asking when did I start singing? And I kept saying the wrong answer, apparently, because my mum and dad were like, Why are you why are you saying that stuff when you actually wrote 307 and that was the first thing you did? So I think I'm gonna go back to that song, do something. I think that'd be really cool, wouldn't it? Yeah, that'd be amazing. I mean Yeah. The fact that that's the first song you've ever written and you just performed oh, it here. Relate to that. You've, you've just nailed it in the coffin now that the fact that you've got to get this done. You've, you've, you've said it here. That's it. It's set in stone. I expect to see 307 out in the next 12 months. I have to tell you that what's so interesting about songwriting is, um, see, that was about being like stranded on a night out waiting for your bus or yeah, waiting for the bus. But the truth of the matter was, is that I wasn't allowed to get on buses when I was younger. And I really want, and I wasn't allowed to like go to like the late night parties. I always got picked up by, I mean, my my mum was so nice to pick me up and wait up late. But the fact was, was like, I want to be cool and get on the bus. So I wrote the song as if I was getting on the bus. <laughs> How cool is that? Is it, I mean, as a Northern kid, you know, I, I'm used to getting buses and trains and I mean I remember the first time I went into year seven and I had to get a bus I had to get a bus my parents worked and it's what we had to do as kids and I always remember the first time I ever got on a bus I think it was like year end of year five year six ish just to kind of give me that kind of confidence to get on the bus by myself give the driver my money and all that kind of stuff did you not have that then when you was younger did you not have the kind of well I only lived um like a ten minute walk away. Ah, oh, fair enough. But, so my um, like to to school. But my mum also works 
in a nursery opposite the school I went to. So I would have to go to work with her in the morning and then I'd walk across the road to school. Yeah. And I and my friends would get dropped at the nursery, so I walked with a friend. So my mum was like, she's safe. <laughs> reckon... And they would and she would come out of the nursery before all the kids before the nursery actually started. It was early. And she'd watch me cross the road. I wasn't really allowed to do um get on the bus on my own. No, I never got that experience. Well, considering that you're you now work in a nursery yourself, do you reckon that's all stemmed from your mum working in a nursery? So what happened is I was actually um obviously I can't really make make money from music. Yeah. So at the moment. So I was working in events on the side and doing loads of different waitressing jobs before, mm-hmm. like predominantly events anyway, as in like waiting in events and hosting and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um anyway, COVID happened and then all that stuff got gone. So um because of COVID as well, my mum also then needed more staff at the nursery. So she was like, why don't you study an early years NBQ and work in the nursery? So that's why I'm at the nursery. Is that kind of a long-term thing or are you hoping to finally... Well, the event work was supposed to be a short-term thing because I dreamed of becoming a a famous pop star. Worldwide sensation, which you are. 18 but you know i ended up i think i ended up doing that for like seven years yeah seven Eight, years yeah. What, yeah what kind of like event work would you do then what's the kind of events that you worked on i got some, some to do really cool events actually i got to go to turkmenistan and work in um ashgabat for the olympic martial arts as a nutrition coordinator really like that how, how did that job. stem out like how did that happen yeah, so they needed all sorts of, like, different... They basically needed people that spoke English. Okay. Um, that could... That, like, different... They needed, like, chefs, waiters, hosts, nutrition coordinators. <laughs> <laughs> which were half hosts as well. Would you, say you're, would you say you're down with your nutrition, then? To be honest, I would, yeah, because... I'm I like I like I'm really interested in healthy eating. Yeah, I mean, look, um, looking at yourself now, you're very, very, you're very much slim. You're very fresh faced. You're very youthful. I would say and I eat a lot of nuts, and they're really good for your skin. Nuts. What kind of nuts do you like? I think particularly for your skin, um, almonds are very good. Mm-hmm. I used to make sure I ate almonds every day. I haven't actually had almonds in a long time. Although, <laughs> I had an almond cake yesterday. Close enough. I mean... That would have been spoons of ground almond, you know? Mm-hmm. Spoons. You, would you just get like a bag of ground almonds and then just eat straight out of the bag or would you mix it into like a cake? No, no, no. Or... It'd be like the proper almonds, like like raw almonds, you know, with the skin on them. Yeah. I think they need the skin on, actually. The blanched ones aren't as tasty. So if I got myself a cake and it had marzipan on it, would that be, like, the same thing? Or... No. It's not the same, is it? Those, um, I don't like, what they called? Macaroon. Is yeah. that marzipan? I think so, yeah. I'm not really into macaroons. They're just too sweet, aren't they? Oh, I think. So you're more of a, well, you just mentioned at the start that you like the salt beef. I, mean, I, like, I like meringue. Yeah, I love salt beef. 
Yeah, I love salt. So you're very much a savoury person rather than a sweet person. Salty, salty peanuts. Salty so peanuts. Whenever you go to a club or a pub and they've got little dishes, I mean, it's not very covered secure now, like, but when you used to get the little pots of nuts and... Oh. Yeah. Well, I, that, that I, is actually the thing I think about going abroad is whenever you get a, a drink straight away, they give you the nuts. You don't buy them. They give you them. I know. I mean, I went to um, I went to Coffs last year, and I went to a, I went to a, a a club or a, you know it was like a pubby type thing, and I sat down, got myself a Mythos, you know, a nice little bottle of beer, and straight away they put these nuts down. I was like, how much are they? They three, and it was brilliant. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. It was like, can I have another one? I'll give you a tip. You know, in Spain, they um, if in some places when you get a drink, they you order a tapas for free. You just or pick any tapas. <gasps> I'll have the <laughs> I'll have the the octopus. Like so much. It's so cool. Oh, I love Spain as well. Oh, really want to go to Barcelona again. I think that's one. I remember going to a small village on the outskirts of Barcelona called uh, Calella. And it is just so out of the way. It's so close to Barcelona. It's like a 20-minute, 30-minute train ride. But because it's so out of the way, it is still so authentic. You know, you go to a cafe and everything is how it should be. It is really, really lovely. I want to go back. Halela. No, I've never been Barcelona. You've never been to Barcelona? What, what, what's, no. your, what's your favourite holiday destination? favorite best of all the destination oh that is hard isn't it um so my sister um <laughs> has like worked abroad in like a lot of like cool places so i've got to go to some really cool places and i went to uganda and that was the best trip i ever did seriously yeah we got we we went and we went and saw the gorillas how cool is that that's amazing yeah amazing the closest Got, yeah. I've been, the closest i've been to gorillas here in the uk is probably <laughs> yorkshire wildlife park in doncaster i mean that says it all really i mean yeah. typical norm. do you know what i actually booked a um holiday in the half term of um the nurse of like work and in tenerife and obviously there's volcanoes there have you heard the news yeah in las palmas in uh, a yeah. canary yeah, it's, in, it's there. Crazy. I'm booked 10 or 8. Yeah, do you think it will go ahead? Three weeks. <laughs> it should be fine. You should be fine. Don't quote me on this, everyone. You know, if you listen to this before or after. <laughs> I no longer work in the travel industry. I can't comment on that, but yeah, I would have thought it'd be fine. Did you used to work in the travel industry? I used to be a homework, uh, one of the home, what do you call them now? You work at home and you sell travel, independent travel agents. So I worked alongside a consortium where they provided all the atoll stuff and all the systems, and I'd go around booking people's holidays at home. It was great. Wow, cool. It, the 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 only downside, really, if if it's if it if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, that sounds like a good job, the only kind of pay that you get is through commission. And what I used to do is I used to just tick off all the commission, so it was always the cheapest, even if you was to go to like Jet Two or wherever itself so it didn't really make it much money for me so that's why i gave it up because i was just giving people almost half price holidays it was great 
Um, but yeah, it is. It was so fun. It really is a fun job to do. If you're ever looking to get out of nursery or you know you wanted to do something that's a bit more flexible, it's always a good job. <laughs> I'll keep it in mind. But I don't think you'll have time though for the fact that you're going to be doing world tours and you know singing you know, as lead singer. I'm going to be going to Australia. You're going to, you're going to be moving to Australia. <laughs> yeah, I'm in demand there. If you had the choice to live anywhere in the world, where would it be? Oh, no. I can't say that because I obviously don't want to leave. I've can't. I got to live with my, near my family. That's but why, That's why we have planes. I would have a ho- holiday home in... Gosh, that's really bad, isn't it? It's just going to take me a long time. I'll revisit this at the end. Maybe Canada. Canada? Well, it depends which side. You know, are you wanting like the mountainous side on the left hand or are you wanting the the Frenchy side on the right hand side or you got lovely areas around Ontario? Canada the... is a gorgeous place though. With all the lakes. <laughs> Ontario. That, that's where you want to be, Ontario. <laughs> I should have thought about it a bit more, shouldn't I? No, 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 it's fine. Canada is a huge, huge place. People very rarely realise how big of a country it is. I mean, in terms of population-wise, you know, it's very concentrated in its main cities. But in terms of actual beauty of a place, I mean, I've spoken to so many people who live out in Canada and I just get so jealous. It's It sounds so wonderful. So beautiful. Yeah. Would you ever move up north? <laughs> Be careful not to offend us northerners. Um, well, I mean, how would you sell it to me? How would I sell it? Well, Leeds is the northern capital of the UK, of the, of England. Um, Leeds, is, <laughs> Leeds can be a lovely place. But what I'd do is I'd move into the countryside. And the countryside is so picturesque up here, particularly around the Yorkshire Dales and north in particularly North Yorkshire, around Harrogate and York and Ripon. There's just so many great places. It's so beautiful and so open that everybody knows each other and there's so much to do. You know, you can travel to the coast. You know, we've got the got beautiful coastal areas, Whitby. It's so gorgeous. And then you've got your vast hilly countrysides around Harrogate it's just then you've got your major cities like York or Sheffield or Leeds I'm bigging up Yorkshire by the way so you know if anybody wants to go outside of Yorkshire and go to like Lancashire then you do you but Yorkshire's where is it Yorkshire is where it's at yeah maybe uh yeah I re- next year I bet I'll be living in Yorkshire I'm at just at least amazing. at least do a gig up here have a have a look for yourself yeah definitely yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm, I I I uh, I I had a gig in Manchester the other day, like a wedding. Oh yeah. How did that go? To be fair, like I mean, Northerners really do know how to party and have a good time, don't they? Of course. Well, yeah. Well, the, it's pr- true, though. the price it, it of is. beer is so much different up here that than way. it is down in London. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But and Northerners are really friendly, you know. Well, we try to be. If if we get annoyed, we get annoyed. But 
most of the time we're friendly. Yeah, I get. Yeah, of course. I mean, your people, isn't it? I just get what, what I've seen is nice. Now, earlier we started talking about millionaires. Another song that I just want to quickly bring up is "Talk to Me." What is what was it that kind of? Are you okay? I mean, "Talk to Me" is such a. It's a deep song, really. When you break it down, when you really. Thank you. It really is a deep song. Thanks. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's really annoying when people just think it's about a guy and it's really not. (laughs) They think it's a breakup song. I'm like, it's not a breakup song at all. (laughs) No, it's more than that. It's usually whenever I listen to music, you know, I, I could be there bopping along and enjoying it and. When I listened to Talk To Me, I remember I was down in the kitchen at the time and I had to turn everything off. I I stopped and I rewound it and I rewound it and I rewound it. And each time you pick out the different words. Oh, what was the phrase? There's a particular phrase going just into the, just into the chorus or just after that really kind of pulls you. It, oh, my memory is just gone. But if you, for those listening, Please listen to talk to me, and don't just don't just listen open mindedly, just or absent mindedly. Listen to each word. Listen in its own unique, unique way because it really does speak so much. Thank you so much. Again, I'm going to ask: Are you okay? Oh. <laughs> what, 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 yeah, what yeah, it I'm like good. Writing that. Um. I think I was just going like you know we go through ups and downs and the and the downs where you're just like well I feel like I'm speaking for everyone but I'm sure everyone has felt like this where you just feel like you're not like happy with what you're doing and you're questioning like if you're in the right place and you're if so you're just like you're trying loads of different things but nothing's like settle settling and you know it's just you're just like nothing's nothing's you know like. It's just all the doors are a bit closed right now. Mm-hmm. And there's no like big, there's nothing going on that's like really making you happy. So I think I was just kind of take like just going out a bit more and have and like um, just trying to work, work it out. And I remember um, my, my dad kind of saying to my mum that I was obviously not in the room. And he was like, what's, what's, what's wrong with that? What's, is she all right? And like, I just obviously like everyone thought I was just like a bit, something was wrong with me. And it wasn't. I was just like, I was just going out a, a bit more, you know, I never used to party or go on dates. And then I was, mm-hmm. I was normal. I was fine. I just, but maybe, maybe I should have talked about it, but I was fine. You know, it was fine. It was all good. Isn't it crazy? <laughs> I'm talking like I'm not, but I, you know, I was. <laughs> I'm fine. I promise. I'm fine. Um, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy how quickly things can happen, though. You know, in terms of doors can shut, and you don't realize they're shut until you try and walk through it, and it's like, oh wait, I haven't got the time to go on a date, or oh, that moment's passed, and it's it's behind you. You don't realize it's behind you until it is too late. And then you've just got to kind of like look at the steps ahead and see what you can do to just prize open a door, just to kind of give yourself that bit of room to breathe. 
Yeah, it's it's true. It is. Yeah, it's such a roller coaster, isn't it? Life in general, and you just gotta just yeah, just try and make that up. It's it's really fun releasing songs because obviously loads is going to be happening at the time. Mm-hmm. Always a bit of a um, anti climax eventually. <laughs> But since, actually, since, like, everything's opened up, it's been amazing, like, having so many gigs and stuff. I was singing at weddings all over the week, or the summer. Just that in itself is so amazing to hear. I mean, considering the past, what, 18 months that we've been in where everything has been done. I mean, we're talking via Zoom at the moment. And, (laughs) you know, I... This show here has kind of developed itself even further because of Zoom, because you can speak to so many different people around the world. But it, mm-hmm. there's nothing, it's not the same as actually sitting, you know, face to face with, you know, wonderful people such as yourself, you know, being able to go to a gig. I remember going to a gig the other week and thinking, this is amazing. This is so nice mm-hmm. to actually finally get out and actually see people. And it's still, it's, it's we're still in this kind of like uncertain time as, Things are still happening, but we're starting to relax a bit. And it's so nice to see people starting to come out of the shells because we all talk about this mental health and how being stuck indoors and how life is being just so difficult in a way. It is lovely, lovely to see that smile and the spark in people's eyes as well, that kind of glimmer and glint of hope is just Mm. so powerful. Yeah. And like, also the fact that when people are out it's like none of it happened because people are hugging and yeah it's quite mad um but yeah it is nice now thing. as as a performer you obviously you've mentioned that you've performed at quite a few weddings this particular this past week you've mentioned that you was down in a gig in west hampstead at a club what's what's your kind of like favorite things to play at the moment is it the weddings or is it the clubs or is it, you know, big gigs? You know, mm. what was what your, like, favourite thing to perform? Last night was really fun. Like, every, like, it was really rammed and everyone, like, you know, we were making the place a party. Like, it was party music and I, it was such, like, it was, like, two hours of singing. So I kind of get to, like, have fun and mess around with my voice and, like, try new things out. So it's really cool. Um, but ultimately, like, I'm like, what I want to do is my own music. And I guess, like, once a month or once every two months, I get to play with my band and we have like a show which I'll like spend loads of time promoting and I'll sing my own songs. And that's where, like, my, the, my, my, I am like, you know, my best me and I'm like a proper rock chick and I have my like artist. I've got like my artist diva. Yeah, <laughs> I like to say you're a little diva. You little are you sassy? Are you like when when you go out on the night? Are you are you that one that's at the front just getting everyone no. to bounce? <laughs> no, well, I mean, I feel like sassy is like sexy and you know, you know, like that kind of. Confident. You know, I'm I'm much more like rocky and just I go, you know, like the gutsy. It's the gutsy, gutsy. word. There just, we you go. Know, Perfect. Yeah, it's that. I'm just really passionate and like those songs, obviously, like I've written them. So I know what I'm singing about. <laughs> Whereas like 
the theme, no, all the other songs, the Whitney Houston songs, are just like super fun. <laughs> what is your favourite cover song to sing then when you're doing these gigs? Oh, I mean, it's going to change all the time, but obviously, yesterday. Actually, no, my favourite song to sing is Turn Me On by Nora Jones. Really? I love that song, yeah. Yeah. That is, so, that, yeah. That, that's, that's... And, oh, I've got a new song at the moment, which I literally added to the set last night, is You're So Vain by Carly Simon. I love that. Really? That, was so that is, yeah. it's an old song, that. It's a great song, isn't it? It's from my favourite, favourite ever film. Well, not from that film, but you know that you know that film. How's How's Lose Guy in Ten Days? Yep. I asked the um, I thought it was quite a good joke actually. It wasn't a joke, but I asked the whole pub if I mean it was packed. I said, "Has anyone seen that film?" No one said yes. And obviously, I turned around and was like, "Well, I've seen it for about two hundred times, so I've seen it for everyone." And it's true. I've seen that film, film so so many times. It just never. It's like it has. It's, it's never gets old. It's just so. It's so funny. I wish I was her, Kate Hudson. She's incredible. I mean, being being a gay man myself, I I've seen the film a million times. I can imagine a load of straight people in a club might be a bit different to say my thoughts or my views, but. I'm surprised. I really am. I, I'm and they really surprised. I, you know what? One person did say to me when I came off, they were like, obviously, telling me that they loved it. It's really great. But they said, they did say, when you're talking, we don't always understand what you're saying. <gasps> really? Oh, no. <laughs> so it could have been that. <laughs> it could have been that. Or he might have been, it could have been that different awkward talking guy. to a microphone, isn't it? It could have been that awkward guy that didn't want to be the only one that agrees. Yeah! Oh. <laughs> True. Um, but yeah, it, it's that that's awesome. I mean, you're surveying. I remember I used to listen to Radio 2 when I first started working. And I'm talking like 10, 15 years ago now. And that was one of my favourite songs that just always seemed to play. And like you mentioned, you were with the film itself. What what's not to love? I know. Yeah. You're so and then at the end she goes, You're so I'm never gonna do it. She probably holds the note. <laughs> I always thought I'd have that dress as like my wedding dress. But now when I look at it, it's not as nice. When it comes to And I don't know if I wanna get married. <laughs> what? Really? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's there's nothing, and they are really amazing. Just very expensive. Yeah, and like, what if it's just you do all this time and work, and then like, a, f a couple months later, you're like, we should have done that, we should have done this. This is annoying because you ruined it. But the great thing as well, though, on top of that, is you get wonderful performers like yourself that get to perform at these weddings. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's it's almost like a lose win. Could have done this, but at least we got this. You're creating employment for many people, yeah. If people do want to book you for things like weddings, how do they go about it? Oh well, I guess the easiest thing is uh, brooklaw.co.uk. Your fantastic website. <laughs> um. 
yeah it's got it's got everything on it it's got like my instagram and facebook and youtube and stuff and then obviously i think you can email through there and i'm sure it does if or you, you can email me on instagram <laughs> and for those if you haven't been to the website yet there's also your music video on there yeah oh, millions. Millions. yes it's really cool that <laughs> Now, when it came to creating the video for Millionaires, how did that, what was the process like? You know, when it comes to actually creating a video and the creative content, did you get someone in to kind of come up with different ideas or was that all your own? Yeah, we talked about ideas before and it always kind of like, I always wanted a couple in it and it's kind of to show like a flat. I wanted it to show some like, like a couple like maybe not having a lot of money but that's obviously mm -hmm. quite hard to show um I knew that I really the, the videographer kind of really wanted me to act with someone and I really didn't want to act with someone <laughs> um so I'm really like they've got two actors in and that was like really amazing what is it about acting that you don't like no I do honestly love acting I just I don't know. I just felt like if I was, if it was going to be me and acting with someone else, like it, the song is a duet. Mm -hmm. So it would, ha it should kind of then be me and the other singer. And then I just kind of thought, you know, like it's nice. The song was like me and my, like I share the song with my, my, my old boyfriend and I, my ex. Like I feel like it's weird. I, it, yeah. I kind of want to look at the like see the song as my child so well, someone else to... pretend that andy's your ex-boyfriend <laughs> for those that don't know andy's the other singer on millionaires yeah no yeah he's he's not he didn't write the song no he's the he's, other singer he's not my ex <laughs> no what i'm saying is don't want him to be portrayed as being your ex and the other writer he's just the other singer no yeah no and like I think it was obvious that I'm not like that. That the song's not like I'm not. I'm not living in a 16th floor right now. Yeah, and there's not maybe crying next door. And I just thought like that. That's silly. If and and this sounds so ridiculous, but what if I was like a pop star with this song? I'm obviously not a struggling musician, then am I? At the moment, I am, and I'm not doing music like for money but what if something happened and then I'm singing this song and the video's out and it's not true I'm just lying see it's never lying if it's representing a portion of your life that that could have been you know if, if at the moment say you know to be a singer songwriter you know it's I mentioned this on my radio show on my podcast quite a lot you know the fact that becoming a musician particularly at the start is very much an expensive hobby and there's so much that goes into it. You know, you, you get very, very little return. But it just takes time and commitment. And one of the things I was going to say about the video as well, finally, was I love how it's all put together. You know, that kind of, that bluey, grey tinge throughout the whole video shows the, the dark side of it, in the sense. You know, because I'm, I'm, I'm a northern person. I've, I've been poor. You know, I, I am poor. So, you know, we, we all kind of have that feeling and it kind of shows the emotional, you know, internal feelings as well, that darkness and the 
the difficulties and if only we were millionaires if only we were all better off you know it, it's it's it, in a sense it's almost a feel good song for the fact that it, <laughs> it inspires it aspires people to pursue the dreams to kind of go out and achieve what they want Mm-hmm. Do you think I should have um, acted in the video then? <laughs> I do. I, I think you should act in all of your videos. I mean, I, mean, I am in the video, just I, singing. I know you're in the video, but obviously to be that main character and be that... I think, I, I don't know, I think it might have given a unique perspective to everything. I mean, don't get me wrong, the video is absolutely amazing. I love the video, absolutely do. Yeah. Maybe I'll have to do another little selfie video then of me acting. We, we just need vi- we just need more videos. We just <laughs> do you want to be the guy in the video? Shall we do another one? What we'll do is we'll meet halfway down. I'll I'll, we'll, I'll meet you down in Watford. That's about halfway between Watford and North Fans. Yeah, we'll do something there. I mean, it's still a two-hour drive for me, but hey ho. All right. Although I am in London on in November, so I'm sure we could sort something out then. Yes. Okay. <laughs> we'll we'll act. <laughs> All Great. Right, Brooke. So Millionaires is just out. Where can people find it? Um. Uh. Sorry. I right, everywhere. You know. You know. Spotify. Deezer. Tidal. YouTube. Um. iTunes. It's really hard to get on iTunes now, but Apple. I mean, it's not hard to get my song. It's just hard generally. I don't know how to get on iTunes. It's really hard. Keep taking you to Apple Music, but I want to go and buy it on iTunes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I know exactly what you mean. It's when I first, because I've got an iPhone. I've got an iPhone, and every time I wanted to go specifically to buy something, because I do that with a lot of the artists that I speak with, a lot of artists that I genuinely do love the music for, and I'll go buy. And it always tries to force me to find out Apple Music. Well, I've, I've already got Apple Music. I pay for everything. I pay, I've got Apple Music. I've got Spotify Premium, YouTube Premium, because I like to not create any barriers personally. Because I like to try and get as much information as possible. Mm-hmm. And whenever you got to, whenever you got these subscription things, it's it's always like one step that you've got to go through, and it's like oh, I'm I just pay for it. I just. I've got no money. Just take whatever's left. Here's ego. Here's some blood. I'll, I'll sign a contract with that. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's it's such an amazing song. People, please go check it out if you haven't already. I can't wait to play it on my show. I just absolutely amazing. Thank you so much. Where can people find you on social media? You mentioned your website earlier, and your links are on there. But if those to go into Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, how do they come across you? So all um, Instagram, Facebook and Twitter is just Brooke Law, but instead of B-R-O-O, it's B-R-0-0. That was the Country Chat Podcast. Join Dom next time for exclusive interviews, reviews and general chit-chat on all things country music.